Welcome to Everyday Health Simplified. I'm Elisa Poole, ex-teacher turned health enthusiast. Each episode, you get bite-sized pieces of nutrition and mindset education so that you can be empowered to take the next step on your wellness journey. You guys, it's our first official episode. Woohoo! I thought it would be appropriate to talk about food. Food, glorious food. We're anxious to try it. Mm-mm. Shout out to all the people listening who know what musical that song is from because I am afraid we are a dying breed. All right, here's a real question. How many of you like to know where your next meal is coming from while you're eating your current meal? <laughs> I love food. I grew up in a family where while we were eating our breakfast, we were planning our dinner for that night at the very least, if not talking about what what was on the menu for the rest of the week. And holidays, activities were planned around the food, you guys, not the other way around. In fact, some of the activities were the food. Anyone else? Little did I know that all of the foods I was eating were being evaluated by my brain and body to determine what it would turn into. Did you know our bodies read the food that we eat and decide what to do with it? Our bodies can turn our food into energy, into tissue, or attack it and cause things like inflammation. So actually, that old saying is true. You are what you eat. When I think about it, it's actually kind of remarkable that I did not turn into a gooey blob of Rice Krispie Treats because I ate so many of them in middle school. (laughs) Every single thing you eat matters. Why? Because ultimately, every single cell in our bodies is made from the food that we eat. And to make things even more interesting, even the actions our cells take are influenced by the foods we eat. The food we eat is important. It's powerful. So isn't it awesome that can also be so freaking delicious? Many of us see food as comforting. We use food for pleasure or for social reasons. Some people see food as fuel. In fact, all of these aspects about food are true. Food tastes good so that we will eat it. And we actually crave foods because they provide nutrients we need. But here's the bottom line. We all need food. The question is, what kind of food do we need? I saw a meme a while back that said, we've gotten so off track as a society that whenever someone eats quote unquote healthy, they're labeled as dieting. Man, That is wacko (laughs) because a diet, if you want to get technical, is simply the foods you consume on a regular basis. It's what you eat most of the time. So technically, people are always on a diet. The reason it benefits us to consider our regular diets is because your regular diet doesn't only affect your weight. It affects your ability to focus, to communicate, your memory, your immunity, your skin, your sleep, your level of inflammation, your ability to move, your libido, your moods. Simply put, the food you eat affects everything. Having said that, there is no need to go get neurotic about the food you eat. However, there is a lot to gain by learning what your body is telling you about the foods you do eat. When you pay attention to your regular diet, you can start listening and building awareness. You can start becoming empowered. So this leads me to ask the question, why do people start diets in the first place? We might all have different answers to that question if I were to ask you, but there is something about diets that gives you a semblance of control in your life. 
In fact, of course, that can be detrimental if the sense of control leads to disordered eating. But choosing a diet allows you to change your weight or some aspect of your circumstances, and there can even be something really fun and rewarding about that, right? And that helps explain why some diets are so popular. Diets provide structure that people can adhere to and plan around, a structure they choose, and choice is empowering. For example, if it's calorie counting, you can calculate to a certain degree how many calories you're consuming and how many you're burning and figure out how much weight you can lose. This is also a, an episode for another time about calories, by the way. For, or another example, if it's the paleo diet and you're like Ben and love eating sweets, you remove that item from the list. And since it's not on there anymore, you simply don't eat it. And as fun as diets are to start, what happens when you're not in your own element, when you're in a different environment or in someone else's home? What happens when you're not in control or you're at that wedding or in a different country? Or when, worst of all, you are at home in a place of total control and you eat the thing you're not supposed to eat? What do you do when you've made a, quote, mistake? Those moments are when two significant limiting beliefs pop up, and neither of them are constructive. The first is, you start to doubt the validity of the diet. Because of the restrictions you've placed on yourself through the diet, you now start to question, is this really worth it? Why am I even doing this? Or second, you start to shame yourself. Ugh, you did it. You ate the thing that was off limits. You did it again. You failed. You are a failure. This is an example of why mindset is such a huge influence on our nutrition. And an example of why diets, as we often refer to them, can be so detrimental. To address those limiting beliefs, number one, is this really worth it? Well, yes. Focusing intentionally on what you eat on a regular basis is absolutely worth the rewards you get in return. You just may simply be going about it in an unhealthy way. And number two, you are not a failure. Restricting yourself might be the failure. Restricting yourself didn't work. So now you need to find what does work. You're one step closer. First of all, let me tell you where we stand on food. And when I say we, I mean Ben and I. We believe that there is no one diet that works for every person. You can look at all the healthy people all over the world in various cultures to figure that one out. Secondly, and this is very important, we also believe that there are no bad or good foods because we do not believe that food is a moral issue. You, as a person, are not good or bad for eating a certain food. You are not cheating if you eat a certain food. You are not better than someone else if you eat or don't eat a certain food. It has nothing to do with morality or value. We believe that there are foods that promote health for most people. And that said, each person has a unique microbiome and brain connection. The process of digestion and metabolism work very similarly in each of us. But even so, we are all unique in terms of how food affects us. Much of nutrition is figuring out which foods cause you inflammation, irritation, or other reactions, and which foods your body does really well with. It is by nature a trial and error process. And lastly, your body's needs change throughout your life. 
Even as an adult, your needs can continue to change one week, six months from now, a few years from now. And since the target, which is you, is constantly moving, this requires patience and persistence. So what do you do? How do you know what to eat? Before you start singing, here I go again on my own. Dun, dun, going down the only road I've ever known. Dun, dun, like a drifter I was born. Okay, sorry, back to the message. Let's talk about an idea that might actually help you. We've all heard the phrase quality over quantity, right? But what does that actually mean? Is it quantity? Is that talking about smaller servings of everything? Or is it quality? Do we buy only organic, non-GMO, grass-fed, and spend half of our disposable income on food? Do we avoid anything packaged and eat only whole foods that we can prepare ourselves? In reality, all of those can be important. And I'd also like to introduce another concept to consider that could be more impactful. Frequency. There are many scientific studies out there that show that our gut health, and therefore our body, is at its best when we eat a variety of health-promoting foods often. That's because a variety of foods, especially unprocessed foods, gives your body a multitude of nutrients, vitamins, minerals, proteins, fats, carbs, and healthy bacteria that it needs to flourish. Variety helps your body and all its systems function at a higher level. This is great news for us as living, breathing humans, <laughs> especially if you're someone like me who loves food, loves eating out, having people over, traveling, going to parties, being social, or making meals for other people, or just trying new things. Nothing is off limits, you guys. And this idea has come in really handy for us as we've been traveling the last two years. While we were in France, all right, let's enjoy some cheese and baguettes. In Italy, yes, we're going to have some pizza, gelato, and pasta. And here in Nicaragua, well, rice, beans, and fresh grilled chicken are plentiful, and avocados, and mangoes, and <laughs> we enjoy a lot of them. Now, we don't just eat all of those things every single day when we're in those places, because that would not be paying attention to frequency. Here's my thing. It's not only the what that you're eating. It's how often of the what you eat that matters. Quality matters, sure. Quantity matters, sure. And I am proposing the frequency with which you eat it matters most. So remember, when we look at people who are successful at keeping their wellness goals for three years or longer, one habit they all have is following nutrition guidelines. They pay attention to what they eat and make intentional choices about their food. They have a structure. So combining the two ideas that nothing is off limits for us and that nutritional guidelines are helpful for people who want to practice everyday health, we came up with a food framework that we follow. How did we create it? Well, when you look at most diets out there, one thing they all have in common is including lots of fresh vegetables and whole foods. So naturally, we added that. It's also largely based on ideas we got from Sean Stevenson's book, Eat Smarter, which I highly recommend if you have not yet read it. And we changed a few ideas to make them more structured for daily use. Structure is a good thing. Most of us do well with structure and routine in our lives. Structure is healthy and helpful, especially when it leads to self-empowerment and self-actualization. 
Ben has a great analogy for our food template, our food framework that, that he uses with the basketball court. So for example, here's the court, the picture of the basketball court in your mind, and here are the rules to the game. However you make your shots is fine, as long as you stay in bounds. You move, you adjust, and you pivot as needed. And when you step out of bounds, you take a quick break, refocus, regroup, and get back on the court. We are always on the court, and we are always eating from this food framework. Our framework, or template, if you'd rather call it that, is based on foods that we eat frequently, occasionally, rarely, and on special occasions. I won't go through the entire framework here for the sake of time, but if you'd like to see the whole thing, please click the link to subscribe. It should be in the comments. Subscribe to our newsletter, and I will send it to you. To give you a broad overview of the food framework that we use, nothing is off limits. Our goal in this framework is to focus on eating a majority of our foods each day and each week from the frequently eaten foods section. Whole foods like veggies, healthy fats, water, and proteins are in that frequently eaten section. Occasionally eaten foods are starchier, starchier carbohydrates, certain fats and proteins, and beverages other than water. Rarely eaten foods or special occasion foods are typically highly processed, refined, or combine a lot of the other occasionally eaten foods into one meal. And the idea of the framework is that you mix and match from each of these sections as you can to get your servings based on your whereabouts and your schedule. It's not about perfection because, hear me on this, there is no such thing. Because remember, food is not moral. There's no way you can be perfect about it. It's about building awareness of how often you are currently eating foods from each category and then making the choice to change your habits or not. One of our jobs in practicing health every day is becoming observers of our current habits and doing this without judgment. We simply become investigators gathering data and facts. What are our habits like right now? What, if anything, needs to change? And now it's time to give a shout out to one of my dear friends and fellow practitioner of everyday health, Melissa Linder Cho from Astoria, Oregon. She is shooting for progress every single day. And when she got a hold of this framework, she printed it and put it in a sheet protector in her kitchen so she could write down each week how many servings of each category she eats. How awesome is that, you guys? No guessing for her. She's willing to pay attention and to see what her habits are, all with the goal of helping her become more intentional and focused in her food choices. Now you could even take that template and make four copies of it, one for each week, and then after an entire month, you would have such a great picture of you and where you're getting most of your foods. That would be a really amazing tool to have. So this food framework has helped us do that, and hopefully it will help you Remember, if you'd like to see our framework, please use the link to subscribe to the newsletter and I will send it to you free of charge as a thank you for listening. And don't worry, I will not be spamming you because I don't even check my email that often. So if you do subscribe, you can expect one or two emails a month. And do check your junk mailbox because you never know where things go these days. So thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Future episodes will drop every Friday so that you can get some great reminders right before heading into the weekend that you've got this. And if you know someone else who might benefit from hearing this message, please share this podcast with them. We are all in this together. Frequency matters, folks. Here's to practicing health every day.